here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first and possibly only podcast episode we will do. We have a goal of doing it every week, but if not, we said every, every other week. We said every two weeks. And if not every two weeks, every month. Once a month. <laughs> if not every month, every release. <laughs> If not every release, this is the first and only yeah. podcast. The sweet intro we made for it is only going to be used one time. Yeah. Do you want to start by saying why we're even doing this in the first place? So by the time this comes out, we have a song out. And we wanted to make a little audio podcast deal to kind of talk about where we've been the past year and a half how we got here, here being Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. Um, and kind of what the new song is about, what we're planning. And I don't think we've ever done anything that's like this, like us talking just like about anything. Right. Like we've put out music and stuff, but we've never actually told people like our story or like how yeah. we've gotten to this point. Because, you know, like as of right now, we're still a small just duo. Right. And we're kind of starting like a new season of putting out music. Mm-hmm. But we oh, yeah, never by, told anybody. Yeah, by the way, we deleted all of our music. <laughs> if you don't if you haven't noticed, our discography is empty. Um so we I deleted it like a week and a half ago. And so far nobody said anything. So because I think a lot of people have been listening to our newest song. Need you to want me. Yeah. yeah. So I think that song is still up. We kept that one up. Mm-hmm. Everything else is is gone. Cole, do you want to expand on why we did that? Well, the past, don't you, how long have we been making music? We dropped our first song as a band. I'd say 10 years of making music together. Okay, 10 years of making music. But I, as, a band, as a band, it's been three it, years-ish. It's been three years. So we kind of got to this point where and anybody who does music can say this. You trial and error, you find out the wrong ways to make a song. And just where we are right now is we are the most experienced we've ever been. Not saying we are like prodigies, but mm. we've gotten up to a point where we know how to make it sound professional. And so comparatively speaking, everything prior to right now sounds very dated, very not professional. So what we're doing right now is as we're entering a new season of releases mm-hmm. is we're just starting fresh pretty much. And I feel like we have a slightly new sound too. Yeah, I think like for the longest time we were really inspired by a lot of like synth heavy indie, not even indie pop music, but like electronic pop music. And I think that the music we want to make and the music we are making is expanding past that genre a little bit and we're incorporating things that we haven't really done before in previous songs. I feel like the mixtape that we came out was kind of like the first step to doing that. You know, we we incorporated more like real like electric guitars and like, you know, chord heavy stuff. But I think like what I'm considering what we're releasing from here on out, like it's a new band. It's a new start. Like when people ask us like where we're, how long we've been a band, I'm like, it's starting like now. Like I don't even consider, I've considered the last like three years like figuring out what doesn't work and starting new. 
if you think about it, three years really isn't that long. People do this for 10 years before they actually start to put out the music that is like mm-hmm. worth listening to. And I don't know about you, but for me, this is the first time in my life writing, I feel like I have something to write about. Yeah. Because there's a huge, huge difference between writing and just writing what you think sounds cool mm-hmm. and writing what words just happen to sound good together. But for now, I mean, the new single we're coming out with, if you're listening to it, it's probably already out. Yeah, it'll but be out. But it's called Not Me Anymore. And it is definitely the first time I've ever written a song word for word that is exactly how I felt in that moment and a reflection of like what I was going through. Mm-hmm. Cause every other song ever written was like well, just telling a story. But now it's like this is true. And truth is like a reflection of the best art. Yeah. And I think that like in the past, we always would treat the songs as if it was like almost like a writing assignment. Like we would come up with a scenario that had like nothing to do with anything any of us were going through. We'd be like, let's write a song about something like this. And it wasn't even for the reason of like, oh, let's write a song that we think people can resonate with. It was, this is an interesting scenario. Let's write a song about it. But it was never super personal. I feel like this is like the most personal song we've ever released. Definitely. And you can always tell listening to a song, like you can believe them or not. Like you can hear a song and either think, I I believe this person went through exactly what they're singing about. But then other times you're like, yeah, it's a really good song, but this person isn't really singing. Like there's just something in the tone of your voice. And I think, so I'm the one singing on this one. We both sing. Mm-hmm. This newest one is just me. And I think it just, it fits very much for what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, like we could have had, had Cam sing on it, which Cam does do backup vocals for the chorus. Yeah. But I think, so anyways, that we is talked, the new. We talked about that. We talked about like, oh, I should jump on the second verse. But then I even said, I was like, I think it should just be one consistent, even like our voices do sound the same. And like, people probably don't realize this, but like me and Cole have both been singing on these tracks. We've like, we kind of stay away from like, this person's the lead singer, this person's the thing. Like we kind of just release the music and it is what it is. But um, for, for a this, song like this, it's like, it's about one person singing to themselves. Yeah, in their so it didn't really make sense to put in multiple different vocals so but it sounds really good and we're excited it's it's my favorite song we've done so far absolutely hands down yeah. i think like in, just incorporating it, it'll be out by this point so just like incorporating like i feel like the drum samples we use for this one is just really good i like the you know u- utilizing like the acoustic guitar mm-hmm. with which even, we've never had an acoustic guitar. Which we've guitar never in a song had an. We've never used an acoustic guitar in like a song that wasn't like an acoustic version of a song. So, mm. I just really like it. I feel like it. It kind of calls back to like a little bit of like the early two thousands, pop punk, a little bit. Like the chorus is definitely. definitely that, and it was kind of fun to reference that genre a little bit because it's yeah. it's coming back. And it's funny because like we were working on this song, we were working on it before this sound was like coming back and as people as people are like kind of revisiting that genre we were like it's kind of crazy because we've been working on this song that like really fits in with that that yeah that vibe so it's pretty cool do you want to kind of tell the story of how this song came to be or do you want to start moving just towards how we start making music well i think because i really like the story of how the song i want to hear from your perspective 
because when I I kind of was the one to start it mm-hmm. and get the ball rolling, and I showed it to Cam. So I want to hear your side of it as far as well. I'll preface it by saying that's usually how most of our songs start. Like yeah. I can't tell you how many times Cole has come to me with like an eight minute demo of just like a bunch of ideas, and then like. I'll sit down and be like, okay, it's going to flow like this. And we're going to take this part and this part and this part. And this is going to go here. And this is going to... And I think like we kind of play off each other's strengths like that. Where most of the time we never... I don't think we've ever started a song together. It's always either been, hey, I've made this. Or you've been, oh, I've made this. And then we both come together and make it. I don't think we've ever once sat in our bedroom studio and been like, let's start a song right now. So that, that's how this one started. It was like, you came to, well, first of all, you came to me with it. I feel like we should get into how we got to Oklahoma because that kind of <laughs> it is, is so part of it. Weird. It is, that's one of the things about the song that's kind of special is it feels like stars aligned. Yeah. And this song never would have happened if certain things didn't happen. So one of those things, first of all, Cam moved to Tulsa a little bit ago because you got married mm-hmm. and you your you know your wife is here mm-hmm. all that so you've been here for 2 years or 3 coming on 2 years yeah okay so you've been here 2 years i graduated from a school called the conservatory of recording arts and sciences and that was in arizona i had planned to do an internship in california um, but just to summarize the story i was driving across the country to go to California and my car ended up breaking down. Well, Tulsa was his halfway point. Yeah. So he, you came here <laughs> and you were like just going to be here for like a few days just to like hang out as like a halfway point. And then you, <laughs> yeah, like literally one on day. It. And then like, so, anyways, Tulsa was my halfway point. Yes. Where Tulsa, I was yeah. like, I'm going to, because Colin, our third brother, was living here. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay. Halfway point, I'm going to stay with Colin for a little bit, get to hang out with you two. With it, I can't even remember the last time we like stayed with each other as adults. And this was like my halfway point. And pretty much as I was leaving on like the second day, my car broke down about an hour outside of Tulsa. And what ended up happening is my engine just died. It was a Subaru Crosstrek <laughs> at about 130,000 miles. Apparently they sh- the bed and that's like what they do. And so, hey man, that's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, my car broke down, and this is what led to a spiral of not so great things happening. Like, and it led to me finding myself just alone in Colin's apartment while Colin was at work, just yeah. kind of being like, "Dang." what is happening right now? I was supposed to be in California. I was supposed to be doing all these things. I was really excited. And that's how Not Me Anymore really came to fruition because yeah. I was just kind of sad boy. I was just kind of going through some other personal things too. Yeah. And I started Not Me Anymore. And when I started it right away, I was like, this is something. This is something really, really cool. I've never written a song like this before that feels so personal. Mm-hmm. And do you want to kind of tell about how I showed it to you? Yeah. So when you were here for the first like two days before we realized like your car broke down, this is before that we were working on other music. Um, and that song we hadn't worked on yet. 
So it was like a week after you realized you were just going to be staying in Oklahoma and not going anywhere. You brought it to me um, and you were like, what do you think of this idea? And the original, the very original demo, sound-wise, it's it's pretty different to what it sounds now. Like it's it's way different. But at the time, like it was really, I was like, wow, this has like, this is what I think our sound should be is this bedroom pop mixed with, I can't even, I can't even describe the genre. It's a strange yeah. genre. But yeah. when you brought it to me, I was like, oh yeah, we'll work on it. And then when we got in the studio with it, the studio meaning my spare room in my apartment, um, well, you, we were working on it and we were kind of going back to that like synth pop sound. Well, we were in this tough place of, do we make it our like original sounding thing when we used to make music when I was like 17? Or do we move to an acoustic version, which I was kind of leaning towards. I was like, let's bring in an acoustic guitar. We've never done that before. Mm-hmm. And I think what we ended up doing is there's just a certain magic of that original version. Yeah. There is something about the original mix when I was just alone in my apartment making it that is just really, really special. And so Cam kind of said to me, hey, listen, like the best version of this song is the version that you first showed me on that first day that you showed me. So let's just go back to that, but like throw in the guitar. Well, when you brought it in to my apartment, we were like, we're going to work on this one. This is going to be the song you had changed like everything about it. And I remember listening to it and being like, this isn't it. <laughs> yeah. And like the beginning, instead of like- It was the, so different. In, instead of like the guitar that you hear, it was like a synth like pad lead. And then the verse was like a pad with like a, an acoustic guitar, but like not what it sounds like now. It was like really just different. And we were messing around with it. And I think I just, I was feeling pretty uninspired by it. And I remember I said, listen, I think we need to like delete everything that this is and just go back to what it was. Halfway through a <laughs> session, Cam just kind of leaned over and was like, listen, we were we kind of both had this feeling though of this really isn't that good compared yeah. to what it was. And then when we reverted back to the old session, that's why it's always valid to save backups. Yeah. When we reverted back to the old session, we just thought, wow, this is this is definitely the one. And then we recorded the vocals and we mix and master everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why it takes a long time for us to put out music because yeah. we do everything we do and we everything. can't like pay. But anyways, we, yeah. And like back to when we decided to like keep the original sounds and like just stick with like the original demo is pretty much like what it sounds now. Like the intro wise, I remember saying like, I think we just need to add in like some strumming guitars and update some stuff and like the layout obviously we we changed and and you know we did the vocals but reverting it was a decision where we actually said like okay what do we want polydrive to sound like now and that and right there we were like we're not going to do this like synth pop anymore like we're going to go more towards what the song sounds like and we wrote the second verse we rewrote the first verse because mm. yeah, the first verse was co- completely different. Completely different. The first verse was like painting a picture of mm-hmm. hearing, like kind of like hearing voices in your head telling you something. But it was, those voices yeah. were like symbolic and they were angels in the first verse. Yeah. And then after showing it, because what we always do is everything we do is collaborative. 
And that includes like sending our family a yeah. demo. Like we'll send our sister Callie something and say like, hey, what do you think of this? Yeah. And then she'll say, yeah, the verse is like, you could do well, we showed it. And then to, we showed it to Colin. Showed it to Colin. And, and Colin I showed it that. to Gabby, my wife. And she was like- They all said the same thing. They all said the same They're like, the song is so good, but the first verse is like corny. Colin's <laughs> corny. <laughs> Georgie's trying to jump on, on the couch. Is he going to come up here? Come on, come Georgie. Here, this is Georgie. This is Georgie. He's my dog. He's the best dog come in here, the world. Jump on the couch. Come on, man. Oh, uh, Colin's got the treats. <laughs> so we changed the- um, Georgie, come here. We changed the- um, the first verse and we rewrote it. And instead of, we kind of, I brought up the idea of like, instead of it being like a metaphor for the first verse and like painting a picture, why don't we describe like a scenario you're in? And I, I think I had like the first part kind of written where it was like falling asleep with you laying on my shoulder. And I was like, oh, that could like, cause we wanted to like use the, the shoulder lyric and do that. And, um, so we decided, which I'm so glad we did because it sounds, <sighs> listening back to like the old one, it sounds, it's way better now. Yeah. And I even, um, do you have it? I was going to, <laughs> do you want to play it? <laughs> well, I, I kind of have to now. But there's, um, I have, because we record, I think, I don't know about you, Cam, but every song we start, I record first on voice memos. My voice so, memos are, I have like four. 500 voice memos yeah. of songs that will probably never come to fruition. Yeah, yeah, totally. But then there's always that one that yeah. turns into a real song. Uh, honestly, it's probably way too far gone. Like I could just scroll for days and days and I think, not find it. Hold on, I think I have the original demo. I think this was it. Oh yeah, that totally is it. <laughs> Yeah, this is it. So the idea is there. We were like, okay, we really like the image of like this a voice, voice in something, your head, a voice something in your telling head. you this is the good thing to do. And then it, but we were like the two little angels, one on my left, one on the right. We were. Yeah, everybody we showed it to, and even ourselves, we kind of doubted it a little bit. Well, at bit. first we liked it because we were like, oh, it's different. But then everybody else was like, I just thought of Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, Colin thought of like a, that scene in Emperor's New Groove where he has the angels on his shoulder yeah. and they're like, Wait, Reason- no, he's got a point. <laughs> no, 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 he's got a point. Reason number two. Can you do this? Look what I can do. <laughs> and he's like doing like pull ups or something. Um, so yeah, we, we scrapped that and rewrote it, redid it. And. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, it was a really, it took us how many months? Two? Two to finish it? Solid yeah, two months. Yeah, it took like two months to, from start to finish, I would say. Yeah. To make the song. So, what do like visuals come to play? What do you mean? When you guys are making the song, do you think, oh, this is what I, this, I hear the song, this is what I see? Definitely. Like, like the vibe goes from there, or is it like you separately have photos that you like? That you just applied to well, this one was another reason why this single is different than anything else. Because before, yeah, we would make the song and then the visuals would come second. And we're like, okay, we have some cool pictures. Oh, this one kind of fits. And we just throw it in. This time around, honestly, the cover for it is exactly how I feel when I wrote it, how I feel, how I felt when I wrote it, how I feel now listening to it. I remember I was 
I was like in the shower just thinking about what the cover should be. And I remember I was just like kind of listening to a demo. And I had this image in my head, which is of the cover, which is like the shadow of this person on this backdrop. Kind of gloomy looking, but yeah. And I think it fits the song perfectly, which we've never done that before. Yeah, we were kind of going, I don't know, like last year, we were kind of going in the direction of like doing like drawings and stuff for the covers. But I like that we're going back to just taking like a photo. We 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 don't like, I know we did this for the mixtape, but we usually don't like to do like complicated covers. Like I want the cover to be super flat and like, not, I don't like putting text on the covers. I don't like putting like anything on the, it's just like an art, like a picture. It's that's all it has to be. It doesn't need to be anything else. And yeah, the picture was great. I think you took it with your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. iPhone quality is underrated. For sure. I think a lot of our covers have been from iPhone yeah. photos. I know like every one of the singles we've done before was an iPhone picture. So yeah. We're really, really excited for We're this excited new, to this new season. Well, when you're listening to this, it's out. Yeah, in a week. But we had a busy day. Yeah, do you want to talk about what we've been doing? Because well, when this comes out, we won't drop. It won't. The video that we did isn't going to drop yet. We'll drop it on Monday. But I think if you've gone this far in the podcast, I think you deserve to know. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things we're doing differently too this time around is. We, well, first of all, today was a busy day. We did a new like photo shoot. Mm-hmm. We're kind of just like rebranding mm-hmm. in a way. And we got some new photos, but we recorded our first ever like acoustic version of one of our songs. And Cam had this idea of what if we went on a hill and just record ourselves while the sun is rising? And yeah. we got up at like 4.30 a.m. Yeah, to go wouldn't. do this. We look kind of exhausted, but it came out kind of beautiful. Yeah, I had this idea where I wanted to like shoot it and you, it's obviously not shot on film or using like a film camera, but like we wanted to edit it and piece it together to make it look like it was shot in like an old vintage film camera. Um, And Colin did a really good job shooting it. And, you know, we put some like cool effects on it and it just, it it looks exactly how I envisioned it with like the sun coming up. We kind of got lucky because when we first showed up to the spot we were shooting, it was really cloudy. And we were thinking like, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look that great. And then like out of nowhere, the sun just like came up, came through these, like the clouds in this one section that you can see the video in, just moved out of the way. Yeah. And this like red sun was coming up. So So we we were facing the camera towards like the city but yeah. the sun was rising on the other side of like the the field, and as we were recording one of our, because we did several takes till it was like perfect. Yeah, and we recorded one, and while we were recording it in the middle, I look up and I just see the sun on like the other angle. Yeah, and as soon as we finished that take, I was like, "All right, everybody, get everything we have and go over there." I because think we stopped mid take. I'm pretty sure. No, I wait. I remember waiting because it was grueling to wait. I was like, "Dude, it was." blood orange. So we, yeah, after we were done, we we moved everything over to the side, all of the recording equipment and the whole rig. We moved everything to the side. and So quick. It was so windy that day too. It was very windy. But I was wearing a hat because my hair was like in my face. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. So we're excited. It's, I feel like this is the first release we've done in a long time where we have like a lot of cool things that are we're releasing with it, which I'm really excited about. I think they call about. that a rollout. Yeah. Or roll something like that because it's not just putting out a single, it's putting out like 
a story of, it's like a song, but then there's also a, a video with it. Yeah. We have a lyric video coming out the day of the song. Oh, I forgot which, about the lyric video. Yeah, I know. We've been doing a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of things we've been doing. I forgot. The lyric video is going to be out. The acoustic video is going to come out on Monday. And then this podcast. The podcast. We got new photos. Potentially, we've talked about it. Potentially, we might make like, we're working on it. We don't know if it's going to look good, but like uh, some posters to, to mail out. If, oh, yeah. We might do that. We'll see. But we may do that next single because we have like a handful of so many good songs yeah. that are going to come out over the next like six months. Yeah. But yeah, one of the things that we're trying to do kind of more importantly is as we begin to release new everything, really connect with the people that yeah. we are kind of reaching out to. Because we're we're pretty much nobody right now. Yeah. But I want to get to a point, and this is why we are doing the podcast. One of the reasons is because Cam was like, how cool would it be if your favorite like band mm-hmm. put out a podcast where they just talk about the music, everything. Yeah. And so moving forward, kind of as we come to a close, we want to be able to connect with people and if people ask us questions, we talk about on the podcast. Yeah. Or if we have an artist reach out to us and you know ask if they want to do a feature, or like as we're kind of in Tulsa as adults, mm-hmm. we want to narrate everything through this podcast, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had that idea like a long time ago, and um, that's my wife. I don't know if you can see her in the shot. She's working. Everyone say hi to Gabby. But. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I got distracted. You said you came up with the idea a long time ago. I came up, yeah, I came up with the idea of like, there's such like a lull between songs. And I, that's why I was like, let's do a podcast to like, just to release something to keep people connected in between releases. So I'm glad we're doing it. And um, was there anything else we wanted to talk about? I mean, I feel like we're coming up on almost a year from our last release. We've gone dark for like 10 months. And you know, I think like there were a lot of factors for that. I think like, honestly, we, we got kind of lucky because in t- 2019, we were kind of going through like the end of 2019 was like, I don't know how to describe it, maybe like an identity crisis as far as the band goes. And I don't know about you, but there was a moment where I was like, not even sure if like we were going to continue doing it or like, I, I was like, I, I feel like I always knew we would, but the timing was just so bad. And I was moving. I don't think we were super happy with the music we were making. We were just like going through a lot. We weren't really the stuff we were making. I just don't feel like we were clicking. Um, yeah. And then, well, I mean, I think one of the reasons is we were so early in the band that, I mean, I was so young. Yeah. <laughs> like I know it's not a huge difference, but I was still a you're teen. Like, yeah, I like was 17, still 18. living at home. You know, I was. Yeah. So yeah, we kind of had. We didn't really know who we were musically. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know what we wanted to put out into the world and what message we wanted to put out. And then I feel like we got kind of lucky because even before COVID hit, like we were kind of like, we're going to take a break and like just figure out when, if and when we ever want to pick this up again. And then the pandemic hit and then like everything stopped. So I think like obviously a lot of people were affected by that and so are we like on a personal level in different ways. But yeah. like from a band perspective, it was like the perfect time to decide that we were going to like take a break because yeah. everyone Because we didn't miss out on much is what you're yeah. saying. Like every, yeah. pretty much everybody we know and like p- other people that we 
are know and are in the industry, like everyone else is like forced to take a break almost. And um, even though we still did release a mixtape that summer, but so yeah, we're really excited about the timing of yeah, the timing is everything kind of I not mean, that we're excited crossed. that a pandemic hit, but no, but like now that <laughs> you know everything everything is kind of opening back up, fingers crossed it stays that way. We'll see. Knock on wood. Um, we're just excited the fact that we're both in the same state. We're both adults. We're both able to. We are adults. <laughs> You've been an adult for a, a while. I am. And again, and I. Think I just turned twenty. I so feel I like, am no. You know, I, it's I'm a, funny. I'm a big boy. If I can say something to that, and not as like a diss, but I feel like no. we're in different stages of life. But I feel like we're both on an like a grown level, like just as committed to doing this. I yeah. feel like two years ago, I was like, like, yo, we got to grind. Like, this has got to be like, as like full time, we got to be doing this. And like, respectfully, you were like still in high school and just like, bro, I'm hanging out with my girlfriend. Like, I'm doing this. I'm like, I don't want to do, and understandably so. Just like every other, yeah, every other 17 year old dude, every other person your age, yeah. which is totally like, you still, we still got a lot of stuff done. It was fine. But like, I, I feel like we're on way on the same page way more now than we were even a couple years ago. I mean, I feel like the past two months since I've been here, we've gotten more done than the past three three years. years. (laughs) (laughs) Because yeah, I mean, when one is in high school, the other is just kind of working a job and like doing adult things. There's going to be a disconnect there. Yeah, like we used to like get, not in fights, but we would just, I'd be like very on on top of you about stuff like we got to get this done we have a schedule to meet we have this and you would be like why are we doing this again like <laughs> there's like some audio well, recording I mean, of us say, having like we were like doing some behind the scenes footage yeah. and i was like breaking down for you like the schedule of something we were going to do and you were like wait cam is 5 years older than me just yeah. for people who don't know so <laughs> yeah 5 years yeah i was definitely of like mindset and just like brain development i'm like Bro, <laughs> what's the big deal? Like, but yeah. now, I mean, even like, I don't know if this is like weird to say, but even like financially, yeah. I mean, before you paid for absolutely everything, yeah, studio sessions, gear. I mean, everything came out of your account. Yeah. And now we, not to like give people info, but like we kind of split everything. Yeah. And everything we do. I think that's okay to say. I think people are interested in that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like we don't have a budget for the band. Like everything we do comes out of our pocket. Yeah. Like we've never made money from this. They, so yeah, our our paying for the band comes from the nine to fives we yes, work. Exactly. But <laughs> but now we both work nine to fives. Right. Like that, but that's the difference. It's not just you working and then me in high school. And then it's like, okay, we need to pay for this thing. Well, who's gonna pay for it? The guy with the job, not yeah. the high schooler who is like, I have soccer practice at six. Like and you, you've always worked, but it was like, yeah, not enough to. I worked for gas money and coffee money and <laughs> girlfriend money. Like it was yeah. not going towards. It was not going towards a band. Yeah. Absolutely um, not. That was pretty low on the list as like a high schooler. Yeah. Even though I loved the band, I loved making music. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm excited for things. Um, I'm excited where it's gonna go, and um, hopefully, you guys like the song. We appreciate you if you've listened yeah. to it. Um, add it to your Spotify playlist. Show it to your friends. Cry to it, you know? <laughs> Be emo to it. Post sad stuff. Dude, it is to it. actually on that note. <laughs> I know you're joking, but on that note, 
This is the first, and I mean, the song isn't depressing. It's really not. But this is the first time I've ever written a song that has been melancholy. Do you realize that? Yeah. Like, you you write sad songs. Yeah. I think naturally you write sad songs. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I mean, for anybody who knows like my SoundCloud discography, like feeling it is not a sad song. Like any song I put out was happy and like, Go lucky and all like all this stuff, and yeah. so this was another reason why this felt so different because it wasn't sad; it was just really true and really relevant to what I was feeling in well, the moment that I wrote and it. And if you don't know by listening to it, the song is from the perspective; it's a breakup song, but it's from the perspective of somebody doing the breaking up, essentially. Which it's. I, I started it because I remember, okay, going through some things and not to everything like put you I on blast to. there. But. Yeah, no, 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 no. But it, people ought to know. The song is about <laughs> Cole dumping somebody and feeling bad. Dude, but like to be honest, every single song I heard was always a breakup about you broke my heart. How could you do yeah. this to me? You And I'm like, I. Where's the song that talks about the person who will do what the other person won't when neither of you are happy? Yeah. That is where I was at. I'm like, I'm sick of hearing these breakup songs. It's all like, I'm the victim. You treated me wrong. And there's nothing wrong with those songs when you're like really writing them from your heart and it's true what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. But those songs are everywhere. They're a dime a dozen. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. It's always about what you did. And so I'm like, okay, as someone from another side, I want to write exactly that perspective and why someone would lead kind of get to the point where you're seeing an alternative way. And so, but then there's this juxtaposition where you say, I know what to do. Was that line from Star Wars? I know what I have to do, but I don't think I have the strength to do it. (laughs) That is exact. That is the song. That's good. Sum it up. No, that's good. And And yeah, no, that's perfect. I think that's, you know, that should be the canvas on Spotify. Just that clip. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him with like the rain pouring. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. But I think it's also, if you've never experienced that in a relationship, like a romantic relationship, I feel like you can also relate this song to like a friendship. Because we've all been there when they're like, I'm not happy with this person and I don't want to be with them anymore. And I've had that way with friends where I'm just like, this isn't like, but I don't want to be the one to initiate it because then I'm the bad guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that and, was purposefully, we don't say the word love in the song at all. Right? 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 We don't say the word love at all. No. Because it's a subject that isn't just about dating. Right. It isn't just about, like there's so many relationships that sometimes just don't work out that don't even have to do with dating or it doesn't have to be anything like that. So it's kind of purposely made it like I want anybody to be able to listen to it and think of a time when they could relate to it. And it's it's good because it's like I I love the theme of the song is also like I wish I still felt the way I did. And like I wish I didn't feel like I don't care about you anymore. But I can't help it. And it's just how it is. And it's sometimes like that's how it is. You feel it's like you feel guilty for being like there's no specific reason or maybe there is. But it's like just with growth and time, like yeah. I just don't feel the same way about you anymore. Yeah, and that's I mean, how I, it is. The line, I wish I could change my mind. 
Yeah. I've absolutely. never heard that in a song before. There probably is a song out there somewhere that I don't know about. But Glass. I've by who? Us. <laughs> the whole that's what the whole song is about. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. So for those of you who don't know, Glass is a song we put out EPs, like four EPs ago. Yeah, it was for way, ago. way back. If you want to pull it up, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> if you want no, to pull it up, don't Glass, pull it up. That's so it, I don't no, like it. I want to. I want to. I want to hear Glass. Um, I think the like bass makes it like rattle like a deep fried though. Oh, the mix is so bad. Is this it? Yeah. How do you I, have I this it. on your phone? Oh yeah, you say, have you changed your mind yet? Yeah. I never changed mine. I've never heard someone use that lyric in a song before, ever. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not the same line though. I'm joking. I said, I I'm wish joking. I could change my mind. That's a completely... I still don't mind that this song. I'm going to be real. That was the one song. No, it is bad. That whole record is bad. <sighs> I, there's certain things I want to hold off from saying <laughs> because of certain things, but like, yeah, that just the mix. It's just we just not didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were Dude, doing. And, like, and for anybody, I'd love to go into technical things in this podcast because I'd like to, I, I mean, eventually. For now, it's more of like a, this is our new song podcast. But I would love to get into like the technicals because we didn't EQ, we didn't use compressors, we didn't do anything to make it sound professional. And it's funny because I remember when we <laughs> we just when, put it out. Yeah, I remember when we put it out. I remember thinking like, "This sounds good." <laughs> oh yeah, when we put it out, we were like, "I wouldn't change a thing." And then after listening to it in the car, yeah, you're like, "Oh, that's weird." And then we listened to it on a speaker, and we're like, "Oh, that sounds terrible." Because that's how audio works. It's unstable, and so and you if, need to make it. And if you don't have like like at the time like the the gear like we made our first music with literally like nothing. No, we made it in like essentially garage band with like, we didn't spend any money on any external like effects or, or like patches or anything. Like everything was custom made. And like the amount of money we put into that, those like first bits of music, the, the budget that we put in was legit like zero. <laughs> There was no budget. We didn't put any money into it. It was just, but at the same time, I am a firm believer of that's how you should start. Yeah, absolutely. Because you see people who will spend, and this is something we kind of had to learn the, long, the wrong way, mm -hmm. but people who spend $1,000 worth of plugins and software just as they are starting to make music yeah, usually don't do that. Enter it, and they're just like, "Where do I even start?" When yeah. we started with GarageBand, that was like the bare minimum. Like you have instruments, you have right. a microphone, record. Like that is it. And yeah, and like one thing that, like for me that I did growing up with music, I was always like, "I'm gonna hear a sound, and I'm gonna try to replicate it with the tools that I have, yeah. or not even hear a sound." I'd be like, "I know like what I want a synth to sound like. I have an idea. I would start with like a scratch synth." in logic, like default everything, and then do everything I could to make it sound like how I wanted it to sound, yeah. not using anything external. Yeah. And then once you reach that ceiling, then it's, okay, now mm -hmm. I know you should never buy a plugin. Now we're getting into like 
hey, let's do audio. it. Though. Screw like, it. Like, <laughs> if we hate this conversation, we'll edit it out later. But okay. if not, we'll leave but it. But like, in. you should never. If you're listening to this and you're into like music production, you should never buy a plugin unless you know exactly what you're gonna do with it. Yeah, you shouldn't buy a plugin until you have something that's missing. Like, yeah. I really wish I could do this thing. Is there a plugin for that? There is. Buy it. You should never be scrolling through Instagram and be like, oh, that's a cool plugin. Yeah, I chances are, and the chances are, you will spend sixty bucks on it and right. never open it. Or, or chances are, like what you use the plugin for, you could probably do in Logic or whatever you use, mm-hmm. just with default settings. Yeah, we use Logic to start songs, and mm-hmm. then when we get the production to a point where we feel really good with it, we move it into Pro Tools because Pro Tools is Pro Tools, baby. God. Pro Tools is God at editing. <laughs> Everything you want to do in life, you can do in Pro Tools. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are afraid of Pro Tools though. Yeah, because it's intimidating. There's like a million different ways you can do just one thing. I would not start out using Pro Tools. I wouldn't either. I would start out with Rhythmic <laughs> Retro Bits. Oh my gosh, that's a deep cut. Okay, and this is kind of interesting. I even started before before even GarageBand. So, and I'd like to talk about this too because growing Dude, I, up, you kind of got into music yeah. And you started, what age would you say that was? I think I was 12, 13, 14. I think I was 14 when I got my first like keyboard with like a software to make music with. So we grew up in a very musical family. And Cameron discovered like audio production when you were 14, you'd say. You got a computer, you got a synth, you were like, wow. I think it was like 2000. Crazy. I think it was like 2010. Mm-hmm. At the same time, yeah. I would have been about nine years old. And yeah. I kind of was making my own discovery, which was this yeah. app that you download on the Nintendo DS called Rhythmic Retro Bits. Look it up. It is the coolest DAW so you could dude. ever. Yeah. It, you pretty much, what it is, is you make music on it, but it's like 8-bit Pac-Man music. Like, like just stupid Pac-Man music. Which is what it though. is. Like but the, the that is the foundation. Were so good. They were good because when I started using it, it blew my little nine-year-old mind because I'm like, you can make and music out of like nothing. Well, I think we were you getting can do, and you can send it to people. And That's this is the thing. Crazy. This was this was 2010. So the idea of like bedroom pop wasn't really a thing. And we were actually talking about this last night about how there weren't a lot of solo projects in 2010. True. And now everyone's solo. Now everybody but, is like, yeah, it, that's how it is now. But like at the time, it was, all bands. it was like bands. You know, you get together, you record, you record in a studio. So when I was like 14 and kind of like had, came to this realization that was like, I can just make the whole thing on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And I don't need anybody else. <laughs> that was like that opened the doors because at the time I was with friends and we always talked about let's start a band. Like, oh, you kind of drum, like we could work it out. And then when I realized I could just do everything through like Garage Band, I never even talked to those Screwed. kids again. <laughs> wow, I'm just kidding. Not about music. Like we, it was never brought up again. It was it was always like I can do this. I can just track everything myself and I don't need you guys. The the drummer in GarageBand is way better than this guy. He can keep time. (laughs) No, but I mean, it was kind of interesting though, if you think about it, the timeline. So I would have been nine, you would have been 14. And we both discovered music production in bedrooms at the same time. And I think it wasn't until I was like, let's be real. 
when you're 14 and your nine-year-old is wanting to come into your room and like do something, you're like, get out. Yeah. Don't touch my stuff. Don't touch my laptop. Don't yeah. touch my keyboard. And so, I mean, I'm just being real. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but when you would go to work, oh, yes. you knew this. Of course I knew. But when you would go to work, I would literally just go into your room and use all your stuff. <laughs> I'll own up to it right now. Yeah. I've never said this before. I would just use all of it. And that's how I made my first EP. <laughs> Well, I, I made my first EP sneaking into Cam's room, and it was some stupid thing. But, no, but, I mean, but I think, it led to me and you being like, oh, shoot. Let's do this. Like, let's interesting. do it for and real. And then you kind of taught me a few things. You were like, this is how the synth works. Like, this ain't rhythmic retro bits. This is garage band, which at the time, rhythmic. I think like, I had Logic by that point. I had Logic Pro by that tr- point. Okay, but that was Logic 9, which sucked. Logic 9 was bad. So we were still using GarageBand predominantly. I forgot about Logic 9. Fast forward like six years. I'm like 15. You're 20-ish. I think, I think you were, I think you were about 14 and I was like 18, 19 when I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start like showing you like how to do like everything on the computer, not your Nintendo DS. And then from there, you we that's when you started to make music through that. And then we start, and then we decide to do like a band stuff together. Cause you were, I was 19. I don't know that I'm so bad at remembering. I was timelines. 20 when I we released our first song. So you would have been 15. Yeah. So I think you were like thir- 12 or 13 when I first was like. We have like an old picture on your Instagram, like a long time ago. Yeah. And it is just of me sitting down and kind of just learning. How do you, and, but then as time progressed, I started to get older and I knew from age nine. This is what I want to do for a living. This yeah. is 100% what I want to do for a living. I am doing this. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I hated high school because, <laughs> I don't know, there's a lot of reasons I hate high school, but I was like, I'm not learning anything. I like know I'm going to be using. I don't know, I was just kind of dumb like that. Yeah. But your heart I mean, was in the future. Time, my heart. And you knew where you belonged. <laughs> <laughs> that's if a John you, Billion. If you know, you know. Reference. <laughs> no, yeah, we won't even say <laughs> um, no, but like I was literally thinking I'm going to do audio for a living and whether I do well in high school does not contribute. And to be real, that panned out to work out because yeah. I ended up going to a trade school, yeah, called Crass. And I did that for a year. And now I'm working for a post-production company. And so, and yeah. I do that every day. I'm in Pro Tools every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think looking back from when we first started to now, the difference is... I went to school now to learn how to do things the right way. And so now me and you are kind of working together like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is as good as it's going to get. Now it's just about finding the inspiration and finding the right way to put it out pretty much. There's nothing really holding us back now. I don't know. Well, that's with any art form. You have like the two sides to it, which is like the creative spontaneity and like the skill set. Yeah. The better your skill set is, the more yeah. freedom you have because it's just like second nature. Right. You're making it, you know? That's a really good point. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because especially with music too, the whole goal is, and this is one of the reasons why I say everybody is creative, but certain people know how to put onto page what they're hearing in their head. So we always knew the kind of music we wanted to make. We just didn't know how to make it. And that's every artist from the beginning. They're like, I hear this thing in my head that's so cool but I don't know how to make it a real thing yet. So now we're at a point where not me anymore 
is exactly how I heard in my head. Yeah. And so if a song, like if we put out a song, people could very well hate Not Me Anymore. It could suck and flop, but it is exactly what we heard in our head. And if it sucks, it's because it's our own fault. And it's our own imagination. Like the only, what I'm trying to say is the only thing stopping us is where our imagination is taking us in like songwriting. Right. Yeah. So that's the podcast. How how long have we been going for? I don't know. I remember- 53 minutes? Oh, wow. wow. We talked for a while. Yeah, like 30 minutes ago. I was like, well, as we wrap up, I just want to say this. And then like 30 minutes later, we start talking about VSTs. That's like when a pastor is like, I'm going to close with this. And then a piano player comes on stage and he talks for another 45 minutes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Once that music starts, once that- Emotional music kicks in. It's another. It's another half hour. He just goes at least off. Yeah, he's got the soundtrack now, so he's like. He doesn't feel the pressure of the silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, if you listen to this, all, thank you. First all off. three. All three of you. If you listen to this, we appreciate <laughs> you. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna cut it now. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time if we ever do another one. We might. Probably will. I think this is this was pretty easy to do. Yeah, we'll probably make another one next week. All right, we'll appreciate it. And I hope you guys like the new song. Thanks for listening to it. Peace. Peace.